It's time to mind your business with me, Jamila Lodge. Tune in to find out how to mind your business with BEDC, special guest entrepreneurs, industry experts, and more. Brought to you by BEDC. Bermuda business starts here. All right. Well, welcome to Mind Your Business, Deshaun. Uh, you're I'll let you tell the people who you are and what you do. So I am Deshaun Simmons. I am the Assistant Communication and Development Officer here at the BEDC and here to talk about the Summer Student Entrepreneur Program, which I am the program coordinator for. He's doing my job yeah. already. <laughs> <laughs> so if you didn't know, he works in my unit. So I'm happy to have you here to talk about Thank this you. program that has become a staple event for us at BEDC. So what is the Summer Student Entrepreneurship Program? So the program is an eight-week course, which is really designed to help spur that next wave of our island's entrepreneurs. So it's an eight-week course where we teach them about SWOT analyses, um, creating a business plan, revenue, um, how to price your products and everything. So that first two weeks, we really focus on the training, the entrepreneurial mindset. Mm -hmm. um, and then the next, six, the next six weeks is really just them just pushing their business, selling, um, and, and making that money. Okay. <laughs> All right. So in terms of who, like mm -hmm. who is the program targeted to? You said summer students, but what, what do you mean? So we, the age range right now is 16 to 23, but we have made exceptions in the past where we've taken students as young as 13. Okay. Um, and if we do accept students that are younger than 16, it's mostly just seen um, if they're geared in, if they really know what their business is about, mm -hmm. and they will make those exceptions. So, okay. Yeah. So if someone's interested, how do they apply? So they will just go to bdc.bm. Under courses and events, there is a little tab that says Summer Student Entrepreneur Program. They go on there, kind of read through the criteria, um, what they have to do, and then just fill out the application. And then once they do the application, um, we review them. And within our unit, we review the applications, reach out to them, to set up interviews and then have interview dates set up. And then, unfortunately, we can't accept everyone. There's only 10 what spots available. I know. <laughs> we want to accept them all because most of them have really great ideas. Mm -hmm. um, but unfortunately, we can only take 10. So then we whittle it down to those 10 and then let them know if they've been accepted. So you mentioned criteria. Mm -hmm. So can you talk a little bit about that? And wh who is the applicant, the ideal applicant, I would say? I would say, so we mostly want someone who has... A business idea already okay um, just so that they can kind of hit the ground running once they hit that third week um, because we kind of want them within that first two weeks to develop that idea a bit more mm -hmm. and then hit the ground running like I said in the third week um, so some of the criteria is since this is a bit of a full-time um, commitment mm -hmm. so we're looking for someone who's not already does not already have a job or isn't going to have a job mm -hmm. during the summer uh, must be Bermudian um, must be between the ages of 16 or 23, but we will, we will make some exceptions. Okay. Um, and I think that's that's mostly it for, okay. for the criteria. So what if the is a student and they're resident in Bermuda, if they're not Bermudian, they mm -hmm. can't participate? Unfortunately not. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So talk a little bit about what the student gets, mm -hmm. right? So you mentioned the training and all of that, but what else is entailed in the actual program? So the program is actually mirrored a bit from the workforce development um, program that they have over there. Um, so we do give them a stipend. So we give them $900 up front to start their business. Mm -hmm. um, 
and then for each week that they check in so within that six week period they will meet with the program coordinator which is myself uh-huh. <laughs> and then as long as they're meeting certain milestones and checkpoints that they want to kind of that they have set for themselves but also some that we set um we just want to make sure they hit that they also get paid an additional hundred dollars for that um they don't have to pay it back because that's the question I always get. Of, yeah. You know how much we got to pay back? You, they don't have to pay back anything as long as they meet those milestones um, and everything. So I guess that's why you have a limitation on the number, yes, right? Exactly. Because there is some output, a mm-hmm. monetary output from BEDC, which of course is budgeted, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so within that budget, there is allocation for up to ten students. Yes. Um, so in addition to the $900, they get the $100 stipend. Mm-hmm. And then what is the expectation after they've attended like the two-week kind of learning process? What's the expectation after that? So it's really just them just pushing their business and really just us seeing that they're act- they're making the effort to push the business. Because mm-hmm. we have had students in the past who might not make money right away and got a bit discouraged mm-hmm. and they think, oh, no, I'm going to get in trouble. But as long as we see that they're making the effort and maybe it's just, you know, the supply chain issues, yeah. maybe things are just taking a little longer to get in, maybe something that they thought would work in the beginning isn't really working and they've had to pivot a bit. Mm-hmm. But as long as they, they can communicate that to us, I think we're not going to penalize them for that. Um, but we really just want to see them out there selling. So in the past, the Washington Properties has sponsored a um, space in Washington Mall for the students to be able to go to. The students have been at Harbor Nights, and then we normally also do a city hall launch. Okay. So yep. okay. So talk about some of the students that have gone through the program, some of the businesses mm-hmm. that have been started in the program. So we've had my first year that I was here, we had Sabriana Wilkinson who started Nurture Leash, which mm-hmm. is a company designed to help um, breastfeeding moms. An idea that, you know, as a man, I would not have thought of, uh-huh. but she did really well. Also, we had Keon. And she's actually in our uh, incubator program. Exactly. So she's continued on with that, which we're really excited about. Exactly. And then also last year, we had Antoine Jones of Capsule, who focused on vintage and thrifted clothing, mm-hmm. but also he would... Um, upscale. Them. Upscale, That's what, yeah. yeah, exactly. Upcycle, so, upscale, <laughs> like that. <laughs> he would take, you know, jeans that are way past their shelf life and kind of repurpose them into a bag, a purse, or whatever it mm-hmm. is. Um, and then also our youngest... One of our youngest students that we had, Aaron Lugo Jr., who did Lugo's Mighty Mower, um, still kicking, still mm-hmm. out there mowing lawns and everything. <laughs> so he's doing really well. And he was actually one of the students that was really geared in, really focused. So we've seen quite a few businesses come through. And he was 13, And also continue. Right? Yeah, he was yeah, 13. Yeah. So, so I guess that's what you mean when you say you will make exceptions. Mm-hmm. Because the idea, I think, in the program is that at 16, you have a bike, right? You have a little bit of autonomy. You can go and set up and sell where you need exactly. to sell. Um, but in in the instance of a Aaron, who mm-hmm. is 13 or so, we do ask the parents to be involved. Can you talk a little bit about that piece of it? Yep. So, you know, even just from a safety perspective, yeah. right? Like a 13-year-old out for hours on their own kind of doing things. So that's why we kind of also encourage the students to band together. Mm-hmm. So even if it's even if someone in the program is 18 and mm-hmm. might have access to a car, maybe mm-hmm. they'll all go together. But um, just from that, we also just want to see the parents at any age mm-hmm. to be very involved and very engaged, mm-hmm. um, but also just as they're younger to be a bit more engaged in case they need to get, in the case of Aaron, well, he, he's not going to take his lawnmower on the bus. Right, So right. how is he going to get around? <laughs> so, <right>. yeah. <laughs> so that kind of thing. But, um, yeah. So I know um, – Historically, with this particular program, sometimes it can be a challenge identifying 
entrepreneurs or mm -hmm. young people. Some of them are switched on and yep. they come looking for us. Others, not so much. So what can you say or what are you doing to kind of get the word out there to promote the program and to get young people to apply? Yeah. So one, doing things like this, okay. <laughs> trying to get the outreach out there, but also we're trying to set up some school tours to kind of okay. go around to the schools um, to talk about entrepreneurship, even if some students don't apply to the summer student program. And then we also talk about the youth pitch competition that mm -hmm. we have in November. Um, but just kind of give them the idea of entrepreneurship, that it is a viable career, that it is something that they can do. Mm -hmm. um, and even in regards to the summer student program, there are some students that at the end of it are just like, oh, I don't know if entrepreneurship's for me. It's yeah. a lot of work. Yeah. Um, and that's that's fine. You know, some people have to go through that that process to realize that something's not for them. Right. Um, but at least they still have that entrepreneurial mindset kind of geared on. So we're doing some of the school tours, um, and we found that the school tours are actually really beneficial um, because myself and Dennis Carter, who's an MSME officer here, mm -hmm. we went to Clearwater, and we had some students that were very, didn't think that idea, that their idea could work, and were yeah. very, you know, intimidated and didn't want to speak to the idea. But once they said it, I was like, oh, we had someone in the program the year before last who yeah. did that and, you know, sold X amount of cookies or whatever. They're like, oh, I can make this yes. a business. So, yes, so yeah. I think just them seeing somebody and just understanding that they can make a business or money from their ideas is right. beneficial to them. And I think one of the things that I think is great about this program is that we are providing that kind of seed capital, right? Yep. So um, the money that the students receive actually goes towards helping them to start their business. Exactly. So the money can be used to purchase products, to purchase a lawnmower, mm -hmm. like in yeah, the case exactly. of Eric. <laughs> um, and these are items that we're not asking for for back, you yeah, know, them no, to come. Yeah. So the goal is that once they start their business or launch their business over the summer months, that they can continue. Yeah, exactly. Um, so in the past, we've even, you know, we're just not focused on products or yes. physical something. Um, we've also had students in the past that have done photography or mm -hmm. animation. So they've used that money to buy, you know, the specific software they need because mm -hmm. software can be expensive. Yes. And if they ever want to take their business to that next level, you know, you got to... Um, spend some money and then even we've had a girl the year before last who was into photography mm -hmm. and realized that her camera was just a little old <laughs> so um she bought a new camera and was able to you know do more photo shoots and mm -hmm. take better photos and everything so even even just that um and that she's started, booking business now yeah, she yeah, really is yeah, she really yeah. is doing really well but just i think them just knowing that they will have that startup capital mm -hmm. is enough to just kind of click them in, gear in, okay, I can hit the ground running. Yeah. So. I mean, I think it's important. Our organization supports entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. So I think when we launched the Summer Student Entrepreneurship Program, it was keeping that in mind mm -hmm. and helping young people just solve problems, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, when I say the entrepreneurial mindset, that's what I think of. What, what do you think of when you hear someone say, trying to help young people uh, have an entrepreneurial mindset? I think, well, I think having an entrepreneurial mindset at any stage in yeah, life, you know, yeah. it's very hard to kind of click into people because I think people have this very specific idea of how they think of entrepreneurship mm -hmm. or I don't need to go to school or anything. Yeah. But I, I think people don't realize that, you know, you can still become a lawyer or a doctor or a plumber or electrician, what it is, but if you still have that entrepreneurial mindset because you want to go and do business on your own, mm -hmm. that's what you need. So right. we, we try to build the foundations of, you know, 
entrepreneurs unfortunately have to wear all hats yeah, at the yeah, beginning. So yeah. accounting and making sure that you're planning financially correctly, making mm-hmm. sure that your products are priced correctly because mm-hmm. that's something we see. Yeah. People, people ain't doing yep. too shopping Season at the barbers. So, yeah. yeah. So just trying to create that that mindset of making sure that you're checking all the boxes mm-hmm. and everything. And for me, to put it simply, like having an entrepreneurial mindset is really problem solving, mm-hmm. right? It's identifying problems. And we always see them. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like instead of complaining about them, what can you do or what solution can you offer to fix this problem exactly. that we're all experiencing? And so even in organizations like ours and other government bodies, I think if you have that kind of entrepreneurial mindset, you start looking for solutions yep. as opposed to saying, okay, this is not working. Yep. This is just how it is. Yep. You know, you're always looking for a way to fix it or to make it better. And I really do think that that's what we need to nurture. Yep. Um, so through this program, I feel like that's our kind of, uh, we're doing our part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, even just speaking to that with, with Antoine, I think what stood out with him was that, um, he was like, I know nothing about making, you know, a bag yeah. out, out of jeans or anything. Yeah. But he was just like, I couldn't find my style. I couldn't find what it is that I was looking for. So that's when I started going to these thrift stores and be like, okay, this looks tattered. Mm-hmm. Let me upcycle it kind right. of thing. So even just having that mindset versus just the, like like you said, okay, I guess I just got to buy the regular black mm-hmm. tea or whatever's mm-hmm. here. So mm-hmm. just having that mindset of, like you said, having a solution or trying to find a solution mm-hmm. to the problem that you have. And I think it's very beneficial to, to anyone. So. Yeah. And for him specifically, I think he is kind of um, in a kind of social entrepreneurship space mm-hmm. where what he's doing has a positive impact on society yep. and the community, right? So now instead of this being thrown out and misused, you're recycling or upcycling, if you will. And so now it's repurposed into something else that can be used. And so we do want to encourage people, especially nowadays, these young kids are all about, you know, the environment and about yeah. what's wrong. <laughs> you know, my son's steady telling me what I should and shouldn't be doing. Um, my daughter even is like, oh, we shouldn't be using plastic bottles and all that kind of stuff. You're right, honey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but but encouraging them that, yeah, you can actually have a social mindset and create something or solve a problem that has a kind of social societal solution. Exactly. Um, and so I think we, we really want to encourage students to apply who feel that way. We mm-hmm. had um, two young people, um, I forget, brother and sister. You oh, remember? Lauren and Joshua yes, Allen. Yes, yes, and yes. She just launched a book not too long she ago. Did, yeah, yay. she did. So she's doing. She's doing really <laughs> well. I've heard really good feedback. And Josh actually reached out to me, maybe a couple months ago, um, to ask about one of our other programs, and said that he still has his original idea. Yeah. Um, ready. He just needed to graduate from university first, and then now he kind of wants to focus on it. So. And can you just share a little bit about that for those who don't know what his idea was? I think was taking plastics Mm -hmm. and stuff and turning it into like branded um items like bdc could have a cup that was um recycled but with our brand logo and everything everything yeah so he wanted to more so um repurpose glass yeah glass so glass and everything so kind of take glass from you know bars and businesses and and everything and you know, you're going to throw them out anyway. And mm-hmm. I know that the government here does kind of repurpose glass into like asphalt and different yeah, things. Yeah. But, you know, there's still plenty of other glass that he could use. So um, I think he was looking at partnerships mm-hmm, first mm-hmm. Um, and then just kind of build out that way. So, yeah. And even just speaking to the societal 
I wrote a, a little article uh, a couple months ago um, for BEDC, and Gen Z looks at entrepreneurship on how they could benefit society. Right. So that's at the forefront of their mind, right. not the back. So exactly. I, I think as this program progresses, we're going to see more and more of yeah. that, of how how does my business positively impact the environment, society, and not just take And I don't think that the idea about benefiting society and making money are mutually exclusive. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I think they can go hand in hand because sometimes people who have that kind of community give back Mm -hmm. kind of thought process think, oh, well, I can't make any money from doing this. It has to be a nonprofit. It has to be one or the other. Yeah, and it doesn't. You know what I mean? You can give back. I'll use Tom's, the Mm -hmm. the shoe guy, right? Like for every shoe you buy, he gives one. So that is a for-profit business making millions, if not billions of dollars. But in doing so, he is giving back. So I do think, and I would encourage people who... Um, have ideas that have some sort of a social impact or Mm -hmm. community impact to apply to the program because there is a way and going through that two weeks of kind of education and training does give us an opportunity to help you to understand and and identify how you can actually make money and still and it is value added to the business as well because i think within society right now we are spending more money in places Mm -hmm. that have um, schemes or yes. anything in that that benefits society That's and the right. environment and everything. We're being a bit more cognizant of where we spend our dollars and how we spend our dollars. That's right. Because I actually did see, um, I didn't see it for myself, but I saw it online, that Buzz has actually switched over to like these cardboard boxes mm-hmm. for the food. So even just that, um, I think, will get people a bit more geared in versus just plastic all the time. So. I mean, even um, we did a partnership with... Um, Beyond Plastics. Beyond Plastics. Mm-hmm. And with the new legislation around um, not using single-use plastics, there's opportunity for businesses there, right? Exactly. So I'm going to throw this out there <laughs> if anybody's listening. <laughs> so is there an opportunity for people to have these reusable containers? So mm-hmm. you're getting your takeout. You get the, the, the container. You bring the container. Um, they fill it or whatever, and then maybe you leave it and somebody comes across, picks them up, cleans them, and then gets gets them back out to the various restaurants. So it's not even paper. It's mm-hmm. not it's it's actually a reusable yeah. container. So um either stainless steel or because they do that in other places, yep. but we just don't see that here. And so I do think that there's an opportunity. That's a service, right? Yeah, exactly. You're you're creating this opportunity to pick up the things and and take them around to the, the various restaurants. But then you're also And it takes the burden off the restaurant. Exactly. Right? So it's like I don't have to think about it because I, I contract it out That's to whoever's right. listening and wants to do the business. So. <laughs> That's right. So, I mean, I, I'm really hopeful and excited about this new crop of yep. young people that are going to be applying. Can you just remind people what the deadlines and dates are for applications? So, the application deadline is Sunday, April 30th okay. by 11.59 p.m. <laughs> Not midnight. <laughs> um, and then we kind of go through an interview process, reviewing and everything. And if I remember correctly, I believe that we will let every student know if they've been accepted into the program by May 22nd. Okay. Um, the program doesn't start until July 3rd, until August 25th, but we wanted to give enough time because, you know, that's study time. That's right. end of year exams. So right. We also wanted to give them time to study and not have to worry about this extra thing that, um, you know, I need an A, not a C. Right. Um, but also 
we found in the past that if you waited just a little too long, students yeah. had already found, found jobs. jobs. Exactly. And then, like I said earlier, unfortunately, it is a full-time commitment. So we just wanted to give them a bit more time to figure things out. So um, because we have some students that are like, oh, man, I really wanted to apply, but I already found a job that's right. because I didn't hear back. Right, so that's why right. we just kind of moved, uh, everything shifted everything. Yeah. Which makes sense because I feel like once you can go through that application, you know before school is out, exactly. then you don't have to you continue just looking. You yeah, can relax. You, relax you feel like, I know that I'm going to start this on the third um, and I'll have X amount, amount of dollars. One of the things that I do like about this particular program is that yes, we do do a stipend, mm -hmm. um, but unlike the summer student employment program at workforce development, when you start your own business, the amount of earnings that you have is really built on on how much you put exactly. into it, right? Exactly. So there's no ceiling per se. There's a minimum that you're going to mm -hmm. get from participating in the program, but there's no maximum. Exactly. That maximum is set by you yep. and what you're willing to sell and how how much, how much you yeah have products you get. Because we have had students that have like I was like. That's like, that's how much you made in six weeks. <laughs> so some students do really well, and I and also some students kind of get a bit discouraged when they don't see those high yeah. numbers. But I think also what we try to instill in is that just because someone let's say is making a thousand dollars a right. week, that doesn't mean that that's all profit. Right. Right. So if you're making five hundred dollars a week, but your expenses is only fifty dollars, right, that's quite substantial versus yes. the person who made a thousand dollars. And you know the expenses were eight hundred. So right. we, we try to help them understand a bit, but I think just however much they put in, they will see. They that will see, in yeah. yeah. So talk about the little competition mm -hmm. element that you have included in the program. Yeah. So on top of the money that we give them, and then the minimums uh, that they make, the top three students, um, revenue earners, get additional prize money on top. So we, we don't like to say it up front because we don't want to. Um, people to get discouraged yeah. or, or to submit false things. <laughs> but they just know that there is additional prize money on top of whatever that they'll make. So yeah. once once students kind of hear that, then they hit the ground running and they're like, okay, yeah, I'm about that money. I need, <laughs> I need to buy that bike. I That's need to buy right. that bike, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, now, what is the position on students who have participated in the program before? So we would prefer students um, that haven't been in the program um, that have been in the program, but we also recognize that there are some students who might have been in the program in the past that want to refine mm -hmm. or maybe pivot their business a bit, or maybe even just a have a whole idea. new idea, yeah, yeah. Uh, which we have seen in the past. Um, so we, we don't want to discourage that at right. all. So the BDC is definitely here to help out as much as we can. So right. We won't limit them if they've been in, in the past. Yeah, I mean, we have in the past, yeah. but I think... <laughs> To that point, we're trying to have as many touch points as we can, exactly. right? So if you've gone through the learning and everything, we would like to, we hope yeah. that that has caused you to have this kind of entrepreneurial mindset so that you know what you need to do, even if it is a, a new business. But having said that, um, there's always an opportunity to continue to support that kind of entrepreneurial endeavor. So exactly. if you have gone through it, yes, you know, then that means you should really hit the ground running. Um, and the amount of support financially, uh, as well as mentoring mm -hmm. that you would need should be lessened, yeah, I guess. Exactly. You know, and, and we have found that with students. So in the past, I've only had one student um, that I was aware that was in the program and she needed little to no yeah. handhold. And she was like, I know what I, I got to do. Yeah. <laughs> 
I got this. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing I want to talk about is, and this is for any parents or guardians that are listening, is the development, the confidence mm-hmm. builder. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we've seen students come in that have been so reserved, nervous even, they don't even Barely speak even up. say a sentence. <laughs> and at the end of it, they were like, I'm like, who was that that right, came on July? That? That? Yeah. <laughs> who this new person? But um, just a, just the level of confidence that we see within themselves, within public speaking, yeah, pitching their business, but also just them having that reassurance and the confidence of, oh, this is a good business idea. Yeah. Maybe I'll table it for now, and then I'll come back to it at Christmas break yeah. or summertime yeah. or whatever. But just the confidence that you see. Um, at the end of it, and I've even, I've even had parents come up to me and say, you know, thank you, you know, this program was great, my, you know, my son, daughter, whatever, seems much more confident. Mm-hmm. And I've even had students say the same thing, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's it's very gratifying to see and fulfilling to see that. It so, is, yeah. it is. So, and as a parent, I'm, you know, you're just like, oh, you can do more. You do Lena. have that. You do have that drive. Yeah, okay. <laughs> exactly. So I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that people hear this. Um, and understand what we're trying to do, mm-hmm. how we're trying to support. And that at the end of the day, it really is the young people that benefit and the community at large, because now we're putting this new confident person yep. back into society. And so the skills that they learn as they're developing their entrepreneurial mindset can take them further, even if they decide that Not entrepreneurship yep. isn't for them, right? Just have, just like you said, having that mindset yeah. will definitely propel them forward. So I will just say, because we've had this in the past, if students are listening or young young people are listening, please tell your parent or guardian that you've applied to the summer student program. Because we've had in the past where I'm calling like, hey, just to let you know, you'd interview. And the Nana's like, huh? <laughs> or your mama's like, huh, what did you talk about? And vice versa. Right. We've had parents apply for their child and the, and the child, child doesn't know. know. So please, please communicate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want to talk a little bit about the application mm-hmm. and how to respond to get the to get an interview, mm-hmm. right? Can you talk a little bit about the types of questions that are going to be asked <laughs> so that you can um, tee them up? Because mm-hmm. we've had sometimes that students respond and it's like, yeah, it's like it, it doesn't give us much to work mm-hmm. with. So it, I, can you talk a little so bit? So some of the questions are for us to see how much you understand your business. Okay. So like, what is your business? Um if you were to be accepted, what would you use the money for? Mm-hmm. Um, who are your competitors? What are, um, do and you have any competitors? please don't say nobody. Yeah. <laughs> for y'all who please are don't. listening, <laughs> please don't say there is nobody doing what I'm trying to do because... There is. <laughs> it, there is. There's always competition. There's always competition, which is a good thing, yep. right? The, the key when answering that question, I would say, is to talk about what you're going to do different. Mm-hmm. Like, how is the water you're selling going to be different from the water that's already being sold? And we literally had someone that sold water and won the, yep. the, and the you know what At I mean? And end, won yep. the competition. Because guess what? He was selling water on a beach where nobody <laughs> was selling water. So I think it, it doesn't have to be like this brand new yep. idea that doesn't exist. That rarely, yep. it does happen, but it rarely happens. Yep. And we, we just want to, we don't expect them to know everything yeah. coming in. We just want to see that they've actually taken Thought the time it. to yeah. think about the process. Because even just speaking to the competitor thing, um, I read somewhere that Netflix, um, their main competitor is sleep. Mm-hmm. It is. 
Because if you're sleeping, you ain't watching Netflix. That's right. So, I mean, obviously they have, you know, Disney Plus yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. but that's their main because they want you to, yes, I am still watching. When that yeah. pop-up comes up, yes, I'm still watching. Yeah. So we just want people to think more outside the box out of just a, no, I don't have competitors. Right. Because you do. Um, and we, yeah, like, like I said, we just really just want to be able to see that the students have made the effort to um, think, about, think it. about it. But also we find that there are some students that can't, get their point across through mm-hmm. um, the application process, but we want to see that you've done it. And then when we do the interview, that's when we kind of see some of the students shine a bit more. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay, you were almost a no, right? but because now I understand what it is that you're trying to convey, right. then it, it kind of changes our mindset. So that's also why we have that face-to-face or through Zoom interview because uh-huh. it, it, it adds more than what you might have been able to do to the right. application. Right, and not everybody's great at filling out an application or maybe they haven't flushed it all the way mm-hmm. through and they still want to meet the deadline. That's understandable. But we do, be, because really, at the end of the day, b- besides the two weeks, mm-hmm. we're asking for these young people to be out there yep. working and you know selling products or services. So it's less hand-holding in that Mm -hmm. aspect. So you have to be willing to do that or have given some thought to how you're going to do it. um, Because at the end of the day, what you put in is what you get out. So the more you're out there working and selling, um, the more you're going to get out of the program. And so I do think that I'm saying all that to say that, please, when you're thinking about it, even if it's an idea, just give some thought to Mm -hmm. how you're going to do it where you would like to sell your products, and then we can provide support with helping them. So you talked a little bit about where they have sold in the past. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about how BDC supports in that regard? So let's just, for example, let's just say if somebody wants to sell at a park or a Mm -hmm. beach, we would help facilitate reaching out to the parks department um, where they have sponsored in the past, Mm -hmm. um, no vending fees. Um, You would have to sign up for a vending license through BDC Mm -hmm. at no cost to to them Mm -hmm. because we will um, provide that for them. Um, Also, if they are a food-based business, Mm -hmm. we would help to facilitate um, them getting the the prerequisites for the health license Mm -hmm. and everything, and we have that relationship with them. And then, like I said, Washington Mall, Mm -hmm. Harbor Nights and everything. So we're really here for them to support them in any way, and even if they think of any areas that they would like to sell that we mm-hmm. haven't thought of, um, we would try our best to kind of help facilitate that. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's going to be a successful year. I'm putting it out into <laughs> <laughs> um, into the world. But just remind people how to apply, when to apply, um, so that they know what the deadlines and all that so are. So just go to bdc.bm um, or even go to any of our socials, Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram, LinkedIn, um, if you're on LinkedIn. <laughs> I know young people. Um, <laughs> Be like, if just, it's not on Snapchat, I don't exactly. know. <laughs> no, we're, we're not on that. Um, just click the links and it'll take you to the page. Um, deadline is Sunday, April 30th by 11.59. Um, and we will be reaching out to every application um, that comes through to set up interviews. Well, depending on how many applications we get. I know. Um, we kind of whittle it down a bit. But we will reach out to everybody to let them know by May 22nd. Okay. So, so April 30th, there you have a little bit of time. Applications are open now. Yes. So you can go on and fill it out. If you want to go in and check it out, that's fine. Just make sure you get it in and press submit. And complete, please. <laughs> I, I see some incompletes already. Please submit. <laughs> 
All right. Well, thank you, Dejan, for coming out and sharing a little bit about the program. We're looking forward to another successful year, and we are encouraging everybody, all these young people who haven't gotten a job yet, to please apply and take this opportunity to expand your entrepreneurial mindset. Definitely. Thanks for tuning in to Mind Your Business with me, your host, Jamila Lodge. Tune in next week, Thursday at 4 p.m. Because if you don't mind your business, who will? Mind Your Business is brought to you by BEDC. Bermuda business starts here.